put your hands together for the late morning program with your host, Nam Ross. All right. Hare Bobo, Hare Krishna, Garnat Raj Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Namras Prabhu. Jai, nice to, nice to have you here on the podcast. You don't know how happy I am <laughs> <laughs> to be here. Great, great. So just for our viewers, this is episode uh, 20, I believe. I've done 20 now. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, and um, Gornat Raj Prabhu is from Las Vegas. He serves in Las Vegas. And uh, yesterday he came to our uh, Hare Krishna temple and he gave a class. And he talked about his new book. And he talked about fasting and juicing and uh, being in the mode of goodness. And I was really inspired and uh, you know impressed by your talk. So I said, hey, why don't you come on the podcast? And you were free today. So we made it happen. Thank you so much for coming. It's really, I'm really happy. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> and thank you once again for inviting. Yes, yes, sure. So tell us a little bit about how you got into spiritual life. I know you are, uh, you know, you're a, you're a yoga teacher. You're a temple. Someone said you're a temple president as well, um, or a manager rather. So tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, before this and how you kind of got into it. So the year 1999 was uh, pretty significant. I was in third year of college in uh, Manipal uh, University mm. in South India. I was doing my engineering. Uh, but my mind was somewhere else. I was interested in uh, something that is permanent. Mm. So with all the machines that were there, I knew nothing's going to last permanent. Somehow the urge inside. And there was a six-session Bhagavad Gita course in our college. And that attracted my attention, the topics. Who am I? Who is God? I said, somehow something told within me, this is it. Mm. This is the end of your search. And I attended <coughs> six days. But understanding the philosophy did inspire me. But the Kirtan on the last day, that oh, okay. changed my heart. Wow. When I heard the Kirtan, I was like, there was an explosion in the heart. Mm. And that day I danced. I was a break dancer. In, really? In, in college, uh, in school and college. <laughs> wow. And I used to lead uh, um, uh, groups into breakdance. And believe it or not, uh, my show was kept in the last, in every annual function. Because yeah. people will wait till the end. Oh, wow. To see me dance. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of on the... and But I was frustrated with that because I knew this is all kind of temporary. Yeah. But... Like I said, I was looking for something permanent. And the Kirtan, so coming back to Kirtan, the dance that we did, I said, this is the dance. Mm. And that day I gave a break dance. <laughs> 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 and uh, then I started attending regular programs in the temple. And we were very lucky because Urupi Krishna temple mm -hmm. was like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from our college. Mm -hmm. So we used to go there twice a week lead kirtans in front of Urupi Krishna and we had some very nice sannyasis who used to visit Urupi okay. because it's a holy place of course yeah. and I got a lot of good association mm -hmm. and uh, in the year 2002 I became a brahmachari okay and which uh, is a monk, monk like yeah. yeah so I joined the temple okay 
and uh, but I realized that there is uh, a lot more to study mm. and I requested my spiritual master that I want to study higher there is something more to study so he was saying figure it out mm. what do you really want to study and I was googling and I came across this postgraduate degree in yoga oh. master's degree in yoga and I saw it, it's, it was called department of yogi <laughs> It was actually a department of yogic science mm. and human consciousness. The term attracted me. I said, this is it. Wow. <laughs> it's a level two. So, because when I was like a kid, we used to watch television. Mm -hmm. And one sentence used to attract me. The Life Insurance Corporation of India, their tagline was, Yoga Kshemam Vaham Yaham. Mm. So I carry what you lack and uh, preserve what you have. So I felt maybe from last life, right? There mm. was an attraction. And we were actually Brahmins, you know, whatever. So, and when I did my, um, then my Maharaj said, please go ahead, do this uh, post-graduation. He gave me his blessings. This took me through a beautiful journey because Whenever I heard from seniors or devotees speak about yoga or devotional life, and once I heard Radhanath Maharaj's class, and Maharaj said, devotional service is 24 hours. <laughs> so I was really wondering how it is. Mm -hmm. So because we are very young at that time. Right. And when I did this post-graduation, and that's when I came across that yogis eat in a certain way, we sleep in a certain way, all in the mode of goodness. And the foods that a yogi must have, a food that yogi should avoid. And interestingly, my professor used to make fun of me because I was a Hare Krishna. And he said, you guys have no control in what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Because I'll tell you, the day we do like a stomach cleanse, you drink salt water. Yeah. He, he always used to say, yoga is for the poor people because all you need is salt water. <laughs> so the first time we did, um, we drink about eight glasses of salt water on empty stomach. Oh any, my gosh. Any kind of vomit it out. Yeah. Uh, lukewarm salt water. And it cleanses your whole gut. whole, And you really feel light. And, and, and a lot of, <laughs> lot of cough, sinus, all these things get solved. A lot of tomato skin came out that day when I vomited kind of. Really? Yeah. And he said, oh, you must have had a Hare Krishna feast with tomato <laughs> chutney. <laughs> my, my professor was like, I said, how did you know? I know you guys. You guys are the best spiritually. But what you eat, I think is a little too heavy for your philosophy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so interesting that you say that because that, that part interests me so much about our diet. Yes. Anyway, continue. We can get to that. Yeah. So then as we went on, uh, I got onto a stage where we did uh, cleansing every now and then. And there is a cleansing called Shanka Prakshalana. Shanka means like a conch. Yes. So you put water in one side of the conch and it comes out on the other side. Right. So from the mouth to the anus is right. one full uh, uh, 
tube, so to speak. Right. It's it's one organ. Right. And a problem anywhere causes. Basically, yoga states that problem comes in our body when we have improper digestion and improper excretion. Mm-hmm. So from the mouth to anus is one straight tube that right. needs to be kept clean. Right. So this Shankar Prakshalan is you drink salt water and you do a few asanas and then the water enters your intestine and cleanses your intestine. So all the burnt pakodas, oil, everything <laughs> that's sitting in your <laughs> intestines <laughs> that hasn't come out for. So it, it, it cleanses you so well. And believe it or not, in the yoga circles, people do this kind of cleansing. And it brings them to a mode of goodness. <laughs> Along with yoga nidra and relaxation, people have been able to give up coffee, People have been able to quit smoking mm-hmm. because you really feel the body in the mode of goodness. Right. We did this regularly and believe it or not, in the fourth semester that we were in uh, practicing this yogic techniques, mm-hmm. the only food that I ate was milk with ghee, boiled milk with ghee because we used to practice pranayam, deeper right. pranayam. I could hold my breath for like four minutes. What? And you? I lost like 12 kilos in three months. Oh my gosh. So this was a very deep and practical experience of what mode of goodness feels like. And uh, to practice it on a day-to-day basis, of course, we need to know it very deeply. Right. Because what you can do in college and what you live in a normal life or when you go for a retreat and come back, you need to know the balance. Of course, yeah. And when I realized this, and uh, as a devotee in the temple, we know we have to eat vegetarian, we, need, we know we have to eat very healthy, but I found that most of us are a little confused about what, what really consists of a good healthy feast, what can you eat on a regular basis. And in India, uh, say about 2009-2010, I used to travel many temples, um, Pune, Chopati, and we used to do yoga classes for the brahmacharis, the monks there, right. devotees there, and my wife used to do sattvic cooking classes. Mm-hmm. At that point, many devotees said that if you write this book on healthy diet, you know, many devotees said, we'll sponsor it. Wow. But somehow after that time, we came to America and uh, we went through our uh, evolution in Mm -hmm. America because the foods here, lifestyle here is totally different. Right. And when we moved to Las Vegas, uh, we met a lot of yoga groups, kirtan groups, and they go to this detox retreats, this retreats, and they are trying to dabble and experiment. Mm -hmm. But we realize that being devotees, we already know good cuisine, healthy cuisine. And having studied yoga and Ayurveda to a large degree, me and my wife, we realized that there is no authentic, you know, or very few authentic books which devotees or the yoga scene, Mm -hmm. they could refer. Right. Furthermore, I went through a period couple of years ago where my body was kind of very tight because of kind of stress related things and 
the best thing that got me back in shape was fasting 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 and i watched the video the signs of fasting on youtube oh yeah i remember you mentioned that yeah and if you go to uh, amazon prime there's also a video on fasting so then i realized there are millions of videos on fasting but one professor there's a 5 minute video somewhere in youtube right. and he, and he said that fasting can definitely give you a lot of benefits mm. it can reverse even cancer like 2 years ago a japanese scientist got a award for reversing cancer through fasting really yeah uh, nobel prize i guess wow yeah so and but he adds a rider there he said if you do not eat properly rather i would put it if you do not eat in the mode of goodness mm-hmm. there are high chances the disease you got out of will relapse oh i see let me stop you there uh when you talk about the mode of goodness what do you mean when you mean like uh in our personality as well as our food like can you explain a little bit more about that yes that's the that's a good question so mode of goodness if you see uh, in what attracted me the definition of or the purpose of food by shula propat in uh, chapter 17 verse 2 of the bhagavad gita in the purport shula propat says the purpose of food is to increase duration of life mm. to purify the mind and aid bodily strength mm. so whatever you look at as food apart from the taste factor does it fit this can you say those things again uh d- to In- increase the duration of life ayushyam yeah and increase duration of life tejam intelligence purify the mind right and third is aid bodily strength wow arogyam arogyam okay this definition was i mean proper every sentence is brilliant. brilliant brilliant yeah and when i looked at that i realized there is much more to what we are supposed to eat right and we see a lot of sanyasis having a restricted diet yes I remember that even as a kid would they would come over and they would have this you know restriction that was, I never understood why so mode of goodness basically means what does mode of goodness imply it says satvam lagu prakashakam so what is the quality of the mode of goodness it is lagu light mm-hmm. prakashakam it fills you illuminates you with knowledge satva guna so if you see the first restriction in the uh, scripture uh, upadeshamrita atyahara eating too much so the first restriction is food whereas even the first item that needs to be right in the bhagavad gita krishna says yuktahara interestingly i read this verse upadeshamrita अत्याहार प्रयासश्च प्रजल्पो नियमाग्रह जनसंगश्च लौल्यम च षड्भिर् भक्ति विनश्यते इन द हटयोग प्रदीपिका देयर इज अ वर्स व्हिच सेज अत्याहार प्रयासश्च प्रजल्पो नियमाग्रह जनसंगश्च लौल्यम च षड्भिर् योग विनश्यते नो वे 
and the difference is the word bhakti and yoga what and i asked my spiritual master who copied who because rupa goswami and the author of hatha yoga pradipika swatmarama they were from the same period oh my god <laughs> i mean how can this be so he said chaitanya mahaprabhu asked the goswamis to give us the essence of all scriptures so the principles of yoga of right eating eating right atyahara or yuktahara and all these restrictions they apply everywhere because yoga the word also means discipline although yoga means union yoga also means discipline mm-hmm. so the karma yoga jnana yoga dhyana yoga bhakti yoga the underlying factor is discipline right and and when we talk about bhakti yoga the only way like we like we like i discussed in the yesterday's class mm-hmm. when you see krishna when you want to see god krishna in your heart face to face it's in the mode of pure goodness right and if you read the third canto chapter 26 verse 21 the second line proper says free from mode of passion and ignorance so this includes our food the food that we eat and one of the things that i realized was in the yogic texts there is a lot of emphasis on limited eating not to eat too much right eat you know that much that you can digest eat only that much that keeps you healthy Shamsundar Prabhu my astrology teacher from Bangalore you know he's a Canadian proper disciple right. used to say Subanjaya is a good astrologer before lunch <laughs> <laughs> So after lunch <laughs> don't give him your astrological data it data. affects you somehow Yes so mode of goodness means where we eat just enough to keep ourselves active Mm-hmm. little quantities and mitahara for example means in the hatha yoga pradipika again he says when you fill up half your belly with solid quarter with water means liquid kind of food and quarter for air circulation so what is half it said the first big burp that you get you got to stop Interesting. The first big someone told me that the first big burp you got to stop. Every time I do it, when I after I burp, I just continue because <laughs> I'm I'm either hungry or my mind hasn't registered that it's that I'm f- getting fuller, but I'm eating quickly. That, yes. So that's the case for me at least. It is said eating should be very relaxed and we should meditate on, you know, the food going in. Mhm. Also, the yogic food if you see mode of goodness in the yogic text it says it should be slightly sweet means not sugar right every vegetable has sugar and salt right if you spice it lightly just enough it brings about a little bit of sweetness and mm-hmm. when the vegetable is cooked just right right yeah so proper says mode of passion means when you add too much chili make it very spicy because i can make the same khichdi then i can add a little more sp- 
chilies yeah and make it rajasik oh yeah add a little more oil and chili and make it tamasik yeah <laughs> so simple khichdi hmm. so when you in in yogic texts khichdi means just rice and mung dal that's it because when you cleanse vomiting and all these salt water things you just mm-hmm. eat these simple khichdis and simpler your food pure purer the mind remember the second purpose the right. more, the more complicated our food yeah the more complicated thought interesting because you do you mean like processed things or as complicated like what do you mean by complicated exactly see when you cook food uh once one devotee was telling this and i found it very interesting that when there was a problem in the temple devotees were kind of fighting with each other. he said who's the cook <laughs> interesting <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's so good because when you cook the cook puts in a lot of love right yeah the consciousness of the cook is going in the prasad so if you cook with love and you offer with love that love it it serves the purpose of purifying the mind right a japanese scientist made this experiment which made me understand this phenomenon a bit better he took two glasses of water this is all on youtube you can find it mm-hmm. and one glass of water he spoke nice words to this water another glass of water he abused it mm. and then he saw the crystalline formation and when he saw the crystalline formation the one where you spoke nice words the water had nice crystals the where uh, the place the one where he had abused there were you know like uneven and bad crystals mm. so same happens within your body because you also are water right 80% water right same happens when you cook the food if you cook with love imagine the crystalline formation right wow and uh, if you see yogis um, and even uh, if you see michael pollan he wrote a book called cooked he said the best food is the one that you cook yourself with a lot of love <laughs> of course yeah so of course we can make it if we understand mode of goodness mm-hmm. every vegetable has its own s- Uh, flavor mm-hmm. when you add too much chili too much spices <coughs> you are actually covering that right when you add the right amount of spices it comes out yeah and you cook with love the feelings go into their food so there is so much that in there and of course when we offer but all of this can be experienced when we get to experience what is mode of goodness and uh, i was very fortunate that i got in touch with uh, nice devotees like yogi charu and others who always emphasize mode of goodness and he does fasting for like a month on water right <laughs> one month right so i got this uh, i did that several times for a week uh, i went up to 13 days on just water just water just water and you and i realized you cannot just start eating heavy the next day right 
I think Gorvani just did that. Oh, did that? He, did you see him recently? No. He looks very thin. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, someone told me he, he had fasted for a long period of time. Uh -huh. But anyways, continue, sorry. So, in our book, and, and I saw one very nice um, yogi or speaker, and he was giving scientific evidence. He said that if you follow Ekadasi, so the day before Ekadasi, Ekadasi, the next day of Ekadashi. If we fast effectively six days a month, your chances of getting cancer are nil. Six days a month. Yeah, is because because Ekadashi. For those who don't know, it's every it's eleven day every eleventh day. Yes. So every two weeks, basically. Yes. Devotees of Krishna, we we fast from grains and beans for Ekadashi. So. You're saying that the day before, so the 10th, 11th, and 12th day. Yes. One, and the more your body gets used to uh, austerities, fasting, the more your mind becomes steady. Right. Because mode of goodness means a steady mind. Right. My astrology teacher told me there are three things needed for success. Concentration of mind, persistent effort, and grace of God. Mm -hmm. But the first thing is concentration of mind. When do you get concentration of mind? When it's in the mode of goodness. Right. So this is when we want to study deeply. So if you see, when people or sannyasis, sadhus, monks, when they perform austerities or they want to study something deeply or achieve something, there is a very strong restriction on diet. Mm -hmm. They kind of fast or you just eat one time a day. And uh, Karthik month, some people just eat fruits the whole month, little bit, one wow. time. They meditate. So in this way, fasting, f because our body, mind, it is said the body is an extension of the mind. So the more you purify the body, the effect surfaces into your mind and similarly when you follow it up with proper activities of the mind studying scripture everything and you reiterate your commitment the same follows the same goes back to your body so it's a process back and forth right so fasting is is one of the most important austerities that can change our complete bodily structure. So that's why we realized that dry fasting is very tough on Ekadashi, I've seen, and many devotees who even did that. Right. Meaning with no water. With no water. Right. So with no water. When you do that, when you do the when you break fast the next day we tend to eat a lot or something. So the body goes into a shock. So that's why in our book, <laughs> yeah, please let's see. We it. Um, came up with these uh, juices. So here we are. So my wife did a lot of research. She's the one who wrote this book, Sundari. So I'm very grateful to her. <laughs> let's see, let's just see the title here: "Food for the Soul: Diet of a Yogi." Sorry, yeah. So there's juices and juices and other things in here. Yes. So what we did, we realized that when we need to fast. Uh, when we fast, we have a strong urge to eat either that day or the next day. 
<laughs> totally. I, I make all my memes and jokes from Mikadoshi based upon bread and grains and things like that because we're always thinking about it on that yes. day. <laughs> but, but if we realize the deep importance of really fasting for a long-term good health, mm-hmm. so she realized, she after research, that chia seeds are like a miracle. Chia seeds. Chia seeds. So if you soak them overnight, yeah, and you add some kind of fruits and a little bit of lemon to that water, mm-hmm. and you could make like a nice juice, like we have here in these pictures. Right. So these are different fruits, other mixes that we came up with. Wow. Chia in Mayan means energy. Oh wow. So. It gives you enough energy to ward off hunger and it cleanses your the toxins that accumulate in your kidneys and others. Mm-hmm. So it hydrates you, energizes you, cleanses you. So it was like a miracle. Wow. So one week, 10 days when I practiced my second and third fast, so she devised these juices and I could see effectively they reversed so many aches, pains, everything that I had. Really? Yeah. And um, I saw your post when you tagged me yesterday when Mataji was asking about uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Right. And one of the best thing you could do is these juices. So first, I would recommend the cleanse. So that's in my book, Krishna Yoga. So this, um, in this book, this book is essentially I have uh, how the mind works pictorially. Uh, the whole thing, how the mind, uh, mind works according to the scriptures, uh, the five types of thought processes, and it has uh, some analogies on. Uh, here you can see a little complicated it took me four days to draw this wow. how the mind ego intelligence body all <coughs> this works so this is all from the bhagavad gita bhagavatam yogic scriptures and how and how the five layers work within our body the physical layer andamaya kosha the prana the energy right. i was surprised to realize that what carries thought from the mind to the body is your breath. Wow. So that's why when the yogi stops breath, he stops thought. Thought. That's oh what, my God. That's, that's amazing. That's why Prabhupada says this is a mechanical way. That's what Dhruva Maharaj did. Right. And in the end of my book, I have the example of Dhruva. Yeah. Because this is what Dhruva Maharaj did. He mm. practiced austerities and he could suspend his breathing eventually. And when he did that, he he stopped connection with the outside world. Your mind is in the region of the heart. It's it's molecular. It's really tiny. Mm -hmm. But it influences the whole body. Wow. It envelops the whole body. I was very fortunate to learn this from His Grace Gopi Parandan Prabhu. He told me that the mind is just big enough to cover the soul it's so atomic mm. but its influence is huge of course yeah so it's in the region of the heart and if you and one thing that really intrigued me this answered the question 
if you read the sixth chapter and this is what I studied during my post graduation of yoga that when the yogi raises his heirs right and he raises and brings it to the Brahmarandra mm-hmm. the uh, you know this top what we call the tenth door right. on, on top of the head where we all devotees keep shikha right right yeah. yeah so this part it said the yogi can raise the heirs when it comes to the region of the heart he says he can float the mind wow because the mind is connected the vi- via the prana to the gross body mm-hmm and when he raises this prana, it kind of picks up the mind and the soul along the way and brings it here. Mm-hmm. And then he can meditate on wherever he wants to go. New York, New Jersey, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 to, the, to the heavenly planets or Vaikuntha planets, he can go. But how is the subtle connection there, the prana, mm. right? So this air, uh, how it works, so I, I've explained in my book. So all these are very intricately connected. The food that you eat, if you cook it right, and that's why in this book we have, so these two books are complementary. Mm-hmm. I mean, not free, complementary means they complement each other. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People might think one is free with the other. Right, right. right. So anyway, so we, when you go into a fast and you come out of a fast, right. the body needs, it needs to be gradual. Yeah, yeah. Usually what happens, even if we do a strict fast, then when you come out, you binge eat, you yeah. lose all the benefits. There was one devotee when I was living in the ashram in New York. He, he had fasted for like 40 days and he stopped his fast and the first thing that he ate was donuts. <laughs> he got so incredibly sick. Yes, because the body goes into a state of shock. Yeah, good you told that because... That really is something we should not do. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> that's why. In our book, what we did, we followed a series. So we have these juices for fast. And then you have these herbal teas during the fast. And how you come out is a series of smoothies. And followed by, we have sprouts, which is the lightest and the healthiest food. Wow. Ayurveda says don't eat simply raw foods. So what we did was slightly saute beans or sprouts yeah. and mix it with salad wow. with some healthy dressing. So if you see this book like fenugreek balls, you know, I was like, I, I never ate anything better than that. Oh, that looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> so she worked on making foods that are lighter. Right. And it's a progressive thing. So we have soups in this, then followed by baked, no fried. Oh, burgers, yeah. Yeah. I saw the quinoa burger. And then falafel, you have falafel, chutney. Superfood super dressings, yeah. And then you have some rice and special dishes here in the end. And these are all regular things that we eat, but designed to be light. So explain this. So it's it's fasting, but you're eating. But for during the fast, you're taking like liquids. Yes. So during the fast, you take these chia seed juices, basically. And if you really make up your mind, if you do this three-day fasting, so on when you break your fast, you have something little that day. But you can really continue with smoothies. You know. So in the end, uh, in our book, we have like a seven-day. A fasting plan. 
okay where you can have different juices teas so we have kind of given you a schedule oh that's good and then a eight day meal plan so if you want to do a 15 day uh, fast and getting into a fast and getting out of a fast that's 15 days yeah and that effectively resets your bodily cycle wow that can reset your digestion and any major chronic problem that you might have yeah can be completely overcome so uh, in the sense it can be brought under control and then more of goodness helps you maintain that remember right. uh, passion is for starting something right goodness is for maintenance so basically it needs a little bit of i would say a little bit of a push mm-hmm. to really fast or to eat limited but then once you cleanse fast do all these things and you experience more of goodness because i can talk about it but when you really experience the cleansing i'll tell you some let's make it a little light yeah i got married to my wife and uh, i was i just got out of college two years out of college and i had cold one day yeah so i drank this salt water and i vomited it out and all the cough came out and i said my wife was like yuck <laughs> who did i marry <laughs> what is this i said yoga <laughs> yogi cleansing she's like this is what you do bhakti yoga is so much better i said this is indirectly yoga right right connected yeah and she like she couldn't understand or take <laughs> six months down the line she got so much cold and she did not want to just drink some medicines yeah i said why don't you just try this vomiting once <laughs> just just give it a try and she did that yeah and she said wow this is the best thing i ever did <laughs> really oh my god and now as she said now i'm going to recommend it to my devotee friends <laughs> <laughs> so that when you experience it sometimes it may look a little like the cleanse stomach cleanse colon cleanse it's yeah. one of the most uh in america we see colon cancer oh yeah very common it, it because of the meat eating right because the digestion is so weak because of so many artificial ingredients right. and your colon gets keeps getting toxic oh gosh even the foods that we buy in general even vegetables have so much pesticides and other yes. things yes they really remain your in your system mm. for a long long time that's yeah. why even if we eat vegetarian when we get old so many we have seen devotees or even others they get cancer Right. right? Yeah. So if we don't cleanse over a period of time, yeah. These 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 chemicals, these uh, toxins, they can create so much of problem within you. Mm. So the yogic cleanse but followed by healthy eating. Yes. For example, when you do this cleanse, either the vomiting or the uh, cleanse so for Shankar 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 Prakshalana, yes, colon yes. cleanse. Yes. for two or three days no spices so you could either just drink these juices or you could uh, just eat khichdi just rice and mung dal nothing else no salt no salt no salt because wow. you drink a lot of salt already right and and you let this you know 
kind of seep into your system you could put a little bit of ghee just to lubricate the body or you could just add some coconut oil if you're a vegan you know right. ahimsa ghee or vegan coconut oil so in this way the more you experience more of goodness and i've seen when you experience uh, lightness you are able to chant and read better mm-hmm. and in general the term we use is meditation you are able to sit longer without right. the craving right to just get up walk that's more of passion right so the whole goal was in the yogic text it says if you are able to sit in one place in a proper asana and i was surprised propad mentions swastika asana in third canto chapter 28 mm-hmm. i think it's verse 2 i don't remember the verse number exactly in the purportial propad says if you are able to sit with the soles of your feet in between your thighs mm-hmm. with your back straight that is the best position to meditate on the supreme personality of godhead wow and this is the first asana that we learn that's and that's like a lotus lo- not lotus uh, it's uh, something like buddha if you have seen buddha the way he sits yeah. so that's you put your left heel in the perineum and the right foot just into the uh, uh in between the thigh and the calf oh, okay like just in between i see sit with your back straight wow and interestingly lord shiva in the book shiva samhita which is a yogic book he says if you sit with your back straight he mentions that we have about 72000 subtle nerves I don't know how did he count that but he knows <laughs> he's the creator one of the creators so right he says all your nerves get purified wow and and the mantra when you chant it really enters your system better wow so it's basically sattva guna is the way you eat the way you sleep on time and there is also yoga nidra where you before you sleep or as you lie down you can meditate on all different parts of your body with breath meditation right all the energy points refresh and you make a nice vow that i am just taking this rest to refresh myself reiterate your vows so there is a whole process in which you can do everything in a mode of goodness and mm. when you wake up you are so fresh Yeah. Yeah, I, I I want to share something very interesting that I experienced. Sure. So we did a 4-day retreat and this was mostly new western, you know, uh, nice uh, uh, ladies that we had. And it was a 4-day fasting retreat. Okay. The best part was when they fasted and when they heard more about the mode of goodness or fasting helps, we were only drinking these juices and they said we never felt hungry. Mm. association right yeah. and then on day 4 when the fasting was there was fast and there was smoothies that's it on day 4 we did this yoga nidra relaxing the whole body and i showed them a picture of paramatma mm. paramatma he's i said he's in your heart and let's try to meditate on him all of them woke up at the end of it when i described him they said we could visualize a blue boy in our heart wow and they said we are so eager to fast again oh my gosh so basically if you when you practice it 
when you see the result what we say right phalena uh, parichayate right by the fruit you can gauge the result right so if we restrict so yoga is all about discipline but we need to know and fasting eating right exercise ayurveda gives you a whole lifestyle and this is geared towards being in the mode of goodness and that sentence varshila prabhupad says that mode of pure goodness means to completely or eliminate mode of passion and ignorance mm-hmm. right and i realized from my own mistakes um that when you fast you or you eat heavy how much it affects you how much it slows you down when you're heavy right when you need to be light and meditative how much eating heavy slows you down so yogi is uh like proper says to become krishna conscious first we need to be conscious <laughs> yeah so conscious today there is conscious eating mindfulness mm-hmm. krishna consciousness includes all that right so a yogi is already at that platform but i realized that all this philosophy all this practice if we can present it in a nice way so that uh not only are we benefited but all the devotees are benefited right. all the yogis are benefited mm-hmm. because many of them try one week salad different different things but here's a book where we have researched all different things and we have given you kind of a conclusion mm-hmm. right it's it's not just experimentation but it's something which is tried right. and uh, there were some devotees who wanted to lose weight there were some devotees who had like autoimmune problems it's not that we cured them but they said we by fasting we could bring it to a level where we could maintain where we could really kind of get some relief right uh when i went to the ayurvedic doctor one of the things that she told me was that i shouldn't rush mm-hmm. and i noticed myself rushing a lot mm. so besides um besides eating uh and and you know fasting and that what some practical things we can do to bring mode of goodness in our lives as devotees or as yogis or whatever uh to to stop that kind of like you know cuz i'm just inclined to rush everywhere anything i do i'm like all right what's the next thing what's the next thing cuz it's like there's so many you know we're so busy and we have families and we have jobs and things so it's like how to bring more mode of goodness in our lives essentially So just like in our devotional books nectar of devotion rupa goswami says associate with devotees interestingly the yogic scriptures say associate with yogis <laughs> in the patanjali yoga sutras which i have translated in this book he says maitri karuna mudita upekshanam punya punya uh, he says bhavanata chitta prasadanam so he says maitri make friends with advanced yogis mm. so i was very fortunate that i could read so many yogic books and i knew all the different yoga schools and uh, especially people like yogi charu who's like a very advanced yogi so and he's been in america for a long time right. so the kind of your food and lifestyle is a little different here <coughs> so 
I kept saying myself, and I have noticed that also, activities performed in the mode of passion and ignorance may look good in the beginning, but in the end, the results are not. Uh, we know it's misery in the end. Right. So, activities in the mode of goodness begin with proper understanding, and they maintain the results. Maintain. Mm-hmm. So. That's why one of the activities that we must do in uh, yoga is swadhyaya, is study these kind of scriptures mm-hmm. and examples. And when we see devotees who have restricted or yogis who, who very much restrict, who are able to fast, who are able to achieve much higher things by disciplining themselves, so that should serve as an example. Mm. So we should tell ourselves, if we continue like this, we may continue very long, but it won't give us the result of mode of goodness. Mm. Mode of goodness, when you do any activity, the results, you see a progressive improvement. Mode of passion, it keeps coming and going. It's like they're not there. Yeah, like anger and yeah. So this and and the modes control us. Mm. I think it was one of your questions, or no? One devotee had asked this question: that do the modes control us, or how is it? So basically, our choice is to put ourselves with our lifestyle, with our eating, with our thinking into a particular mode. The modes control us. Mm-hmm. So the results of mode of goodness, right? So. Srila Prabhupada says also, if you read the creation, so the mode of the mind is created in the mode of goodness. And in the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali explains what is an ideal mind. I mean, this is according to the Yoga Sutras. He says, a mind which is transparent, which reflects an object in its true nature, in knowledge, in sattva guna. Mm. So only in Sattva Guna does an object appear to its true nature. Mm-hmm. Like any material in this material world, we say everything is an object of misery, right? But it's very difficult to perceive it that way. Everybody is trying to convince you opposite. <laughs> oh, there is fun, right? Second, uh, in the mode of goodness. When Krishna says, I am the light of the sun and the moon, I am the, you know, intelligence in the intelligent. So, to be in that mode where you are able to see this as in the scripture, like as seen on TV, right? (laughs) As read in the Bhagavad Gita. (laughs) I want to perceive things as read in the Bhagavad Gita. But that's not going to happen in the mode of passion. So, Although we know we are like this, but a little bit of change, because in the beginning, yes, we come and somehow we, somehow or the other, like in the Bhagavad Gita we see, uh, somehow or the other we come to a temple or become devotees. But once you become a devotee, we need to really become a good devotee. Mm. And that means keeping clean, following the regulatory principles and, you know, understanding and practicing Right. Right. And offenseless chanting. And I've seen something very important that 
one of the questions was mercury retrograde right that's from my uh, old college friend and when i was studying the book brahat parashara hora smriti the astrological book that completely changed my understanding of astrology he says parashara muni all the nine planets in astrology the sun the moon each one is lorded over by an avatar of krishna right yeah i've heard that and and he says that that's like the navagraha right yes yeah. all the navagraha for example lord rama comes from the sun dynasty so the lord of surya is rama ah okay krishna comes from the moon dynasty and moon controls the mind mm. moon refers to the mind in vedic astrology lord of moon krishna mm similarly mars the lord of mars narasimha mm anger blood mm. then there is mercury the lord of mercury is buddha really <laughs> interestingly what is mercury retrograde i hear so many people yeah. talk about it so basically retrograde so it's it's a little complicated to explain Just but briefly, but briefly. so this whole antariksh so to speak the whole star formation every 24 hours if you watch the movie by danvir maharaj on the vedic cosmos oh, okay i watched that movie almost 200 times to understand it better oh my god <laughs> so really i watched it because <laughs> i used to give seminars on that so the whole cosmos rotates but each planet along with it rotates at a certain speed mm-hmm. along with the whole cosmos It's not that they go in the opposite direction but if you read the uh, Surya Siddhanta it is said sometimes they go slow sometimes they they are in a curve right it's elliptical sometimes when they are straight they are f- straight they are fast when they take a turn they are slow mm. so it's not that they are going behind but they are slow so some planets overtake them so it, there is a you know they come closer when they get into an elliptical I see, yeah, orbit yeah. yes yes but when it goes slower it appears that it's going backward because other planets are overtaking them yeah it's the way you look at it yeah. so that's called when planets come close to each other so it's called as a retrograde okay but planets become even more powerful and these planetary formations have an effect on our system mercury controls for example our nervous system if you heard the word lunatic right pretty common <laughs> the data uh, by in uh, britain they compiled the data of number of crimes which spiked during full moon and new moon wow that's lunatic <laughs> just because of the new moon and the full moon yeah. people just go crazy that's why fasting on ekadashi is recommended 3 days before the moon to so that your mind is calm during that that time wow in 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 vedic astrology in vedic uh, books it is there is a fast called chandrayana where you begin with the new, new moon mm-hmm. uh, full moon that is purnima right and you reduce your food to amavasya that is the full moon and then you new can, new moon new moon i new mean moon. what do you call that uh, uh, amavasya amavasya yeah means moon is not visible right right so let's put it that way yes and then you increase your intake gradually up to the purnima 
that is the, the next next full moon full moon yeah yeah so when you fast that way it is said that purifies the sins of the mind wow this is and we did that in our post graduation yoga mm-hmm. and we found those who practice this but it's not just fasting so one thing we have to understand when we fast we should take time out to relax right to meditate to go deeper that's when you get the real benefits of fasting so this moon now going back to astrology so yeah. each planet has a different effect so they say when mercury is retrograde you should meditate more because the lord is buddha right so buddha is in a meditational pose right right so believe it or not i told many devotees when when devotees come to me for astrology especially married people i ask them the first thing do you read bhagavatam at least 48 minutes in a day if you really do that yeah. these planetary effects are reduced to almost nil really so any grahastha any practicing grahastha because 24 minutes is like one ghatika if you want to do chanting or get some benefit if you do like four rounds 24 minutes right, yeah. kind of that constitutes a strong mental impression when you do something for 24 minutes 24 minutes when you do it five 24 minutes that's two hours that's our one day's chanting yeah. you said that gives us that is called one dharana Dhan. means a strong impression on the mind wow when you are able to concentrate on one object for 2 hours in the yogic definition that is five ghatikas yeah it creates a strong mental impression so 48 would be two, two. of those yeah. uh 24 minute yes ideally 2 hours is good but i know people do not have that much time right but especially on the weekends you could take out time and if we see that as a very important activity mm-hmm. to study the scripture the shrimad bhagavatam any grahastha <laughs> who can read shrimad bhagavatam who reads shrimad bhagavatam grahastha meaning married person married people yes or anybody anybody, <laughs> anybody. Yeah. but especially those who are married it's mm. because their duty is to also read the scripture mm-hmm. um and if you read the um shrimad bhagavatam at least for 48 minutes remember the 10 avatars remember the 10 avatars of krishna it is said the astrological effects the negative effects are reduced to almost nil wow that's really interesting so i encourage devotees to read so i give them a particular canto to read for example if they have problem with mars like i'll give you an example my spiritual master refers many horoscopes for married devotees right and uh, there was one couple in indonesia they are happy now and anybody who looked at their horoscope said he will the boy will die in couple of years because of mars problem they call manglik manglik yeah but they were brought up like neighbors and they were friends since childhood and they couldn't think themselves apart they both became devotees together okay and they wanted to get married there was no other way they could think of anybody else so my gurmara said could you think of something I said just like only the presidential pardon can help a prisoner <laughs> right. so when the lord of mars narsimha when he is pleased they could get a pardon yeah so i requested them that you read the third, seventh canto read narsimha kavacha every day and pray to the lord narsimha to get freedom 
from this come it's not that it'll always work but we can try yeah i said do this for six months and then let come back then let me check the horoscope again so i did a prashna the dosha or the negative effect was completely gone wow they are now happily married and any time they they find any of their friends having astrological problem they refer it to me right <laughs> because they saw the good effect because they gave up hope yeah yeah and they said it gave us faith to carry on mm-hmm. and they have been married for like 12 years now wow and i've done many couples like that but i recommend them that as a grahastha as a married person married man has a lot of responsibility towards the society mm-hmm. even all animals all creatures so it behooves uh to perform all these duties like shri prabhupada says any married man in his house before he eats he should invite he should go outside and invite we don't do that right. but in general to follow all the rules and regulations we need to be in the mode of goodness to yeah. be an example for our kids we need to be in the mode of goodness so all that comes with proper eating eating has a lot of effect on our body and mind mm. um so that's why in my book i have explained how the body how you are what you eat like you saw in yesterday's class when i asked this question what's your body made up of mm. and everyone was trying to <laughs> find an answer it's it's uh, elements and this but it's actually food right so if we eat in the mode of goodness uh proper food so food is medicine so your body itself what you eat is medicine where is the question of sickness mm-hmm. right so if you eat right you were talking yesterday about in al- alkaline body no no disease yes, can come yes. can you explain a little bit more about that so let's look at time check can you look at the bottom left there's a duration 1 hour and 1 minute oh, okay cool great now we have some time stuff oh, okay so in general the more acidic your body the more it's prone to diseases right For example sugar makes your body very acidic so that's why the companies introduce sugar a lot of sugar because they knew people's immunity system will be reduced significantly so that's why today when you fast and you you cannot just fast because people have an acidity problem that's what we have seen because of the kind of foods that we've been eating and all sure. the toxins we have been eating so if you take lemonades when you fast with you know that's why all our juices with the chia seeds we put lime lemon right so that makes it alkaline right. so alkaline increases the ph value uh, of the body right and it improves your immunity mm-hmm. it is said an acidic body means our immunity levels are very low we I are see. we are easily prone to disease Yeah. So it's not that sugar itself causes you like diabetes or stress or something but it reduces your immunity by which anything else can attack you. Right. So highly recommended that we uh don't use so much sugar as such. We try to eat and they add aspartame and so many different things in today's uh, sucralose. These are very dangerous foods for the body. So that's why today people are making a lot of bucks these water companies are on alkaline water mm. because the general food that we eat with all these sugars it makes the body acidic and makes us um makes our immunity low 
Right. So if you drink more alkaline, you know, foods, it makes your, it improves your immunity. So that's why in all our juices, it's all lemonades. And it improves your immunity, keeps you lighter, and uh, all the acidic effects go away. Yeah. So, right. yeah. wow. So, um, so sugar, so for someone who, what is the what is like the number one thing someone who's very new to like fasting and to eating healthy and who 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 didn't ever think about that before mm -hmm. what's the number one thing they can start with or they can look out for so first we need to educate ourselves right. and create a kind of uh, uh, path like i did not do it on an experimental basis right so we need to really understand it. So that's why, that's the purpose of our book. So in, in our book, we have explained very clearly how fasting works, what is like a roadmap, right. fasting, ekadashi fasting, or fasting in general, and uh, what is food in the mode of goodness, how it benefits you. So we need to understand this very thoroughly, right? We cannot just eat uh, like once in a while, chart is fine. But when you put too many spices, too many of this, it makes you heavy. It makes your thought process go, you know, awry, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So if you understand that food influences our thought a great deal. And if you eat heavy, you think heavy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or what do you eat? So uh, we need to, if we educate ourselves right, then the first thing that if you look at any yogic text, the first thing that they do is cleanse. So first we cleanse. Before we start anything, just like you want to do something good, some meditation or something, you take a bath right. and you get fresh. So similarly, our internal you know, system with all these toxins and everything that mm -hmm. needs cleansing. So cleanse or fast. So in the fasting, you with these juices and everything, you detox. And then you can start a cycle of eating in the mode of goodness. Right. So you are very aware. So conscious food, so you conscious, so you know what's happening within you. So in this way, if you become conscious of what you eat, the way you think, you're chanting, you're studying, right? right. It, it all goes. So the more we are aware and your sleep, even sleep is in the mode of goodness, in the mode of passion, in the mode of ignorance. So if you eat too heavy, like Srila Prabhupada says, you need too much sleep. <laughs> sleep. Yeah. So restrict your eating. Restrict your diet, uh, bring it to the mode of goodness, educate yourself, you know, read. It's <laughs> <laughs> a and good even, plug. Yeah, and even this here, sure. even, even my book, the all the cleansing and all this. And my book is also, I'm doing an audio book. So that, oh, great. So that I want, I'm putting out a series of lectures on this. Sure. So that sometimes reading can be boring, but you can just listen. Listen, yeah, listen, it's very popular these days. Read, read. Yeah. And these kind of things also need motivation. Like when I did my first seven-day water fast, the fourth day I thought, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, don't worry, you won't. I know you. <laughs> she kept me going. Right. And on the seventh day, uh, when I completed the seven-day fast, and, and she really said, okay, now you go into smoothies for the next few days, then you go into soups. So she helped me a lot because when we are trying to reset, we need some help. For sure, yeah. So that's why when we give, when we sell our book, we keep 
in contact with all the devotees we have a whatsapp group so whatever questions they have they ask oh that's cool so we make ourselves available right and and we try to serve you know our right. our mode of this our idea of writing this book is not just to sell the book but also to uh, keep and help devotees and we are also for example many devotees requested us what about kids yeah. because children cannot fast and this and that yeah. so our next book is healthy food for kids oh that's fantastic super foods for kids that's you know? great for example i give you just one example sure so my wife saw that children love cookies how about a nice almond and there is a herb called brahmi which improves your I've memory heard, i've heard yeah. that yeah how about a almond brahmi cookie oh. and make it nice for the kids sure you know? so in this way we are trying <laughs> it's great and and we see what our daughter likes yeah uh, like okay this passed the test this passed the test oh she's like your guinea pig yeah nice <laughs> i said mama i like this okay next book <laughs> very nice <laughs> I have a question regarding so I I'm working right so I I go to work and I sit mm-hmm. at a desk all day. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ideal for a fast time. Is it more that like pretend I go on a vacation mm-hmm. like where I'm not doing anything? Is that the is that the more ideal time to do a fast? I would say the first time you do because you're not used to it yeah. yes you take a little time out to learn about it right but once you know how to do it once you just like the first time you do you chant yeah. or you do something you're like in a doubt what is this what is this what is this yes. you have so many doubts yes but once you have done it the first time you do yes you 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 have to kind of figure out what fits your body how much water you need you know all these things but once you learn it then you can do it at any time now if you tell me to fast even if i'm traveling like this even if i'm giving programs even if i'm giving classes it uh, i can uh, because i know this is what i need mm-hmm. so if i soak chia seeds uh, like one thing she made good you can drink as much as you want oh it's not like a, a limit no so you can drink so that's what uh, i learned from yogi charu so he said keep drinking as much as you want so when you keep drinking as much as you want then you won't feel hungry number one second you keep yourself hydrated right and it it wards off because when you do a three day four day fast the first two days are the most difficult yeah because it's like withdrawal symptoms of course <laughs> right? of course yeah. so if you keep yourself full with these liquids then the third day it kind of if you, if you see any of those documentaries is the first two days that you struggle yes and if you learn that and if you tell yourself it's just two days i need to get through i can drink as much as i want and i keep my mind away from that then you will re- and you need to sleep well a good rest because the body is resetting itself yes when you cleanse good rest if you don't sleep well then you do not get the good effect Wow. So good rest, body resets, and once you come to the mode of goodness, you get into like an automatic mode, mm-hmm. right? So then you realize. Yeah. The next time you eat heavy, you realize, oh, boy, <laughs> I feel heavy. Yeah. So you restrict yourself, right? Wow. So it's just once you get that feeling, you don't want to lose it. Right. Just like once you become a devotee, you feel all the good things. Yeah. You don't want to lose it, right? Of course. So, so yes, as devotees, as a yogi, a practicing yogi always tries to uh, keep himself in the mode of goodness because for the body to be flexible, 
uh disease free it needs to be in the mode of goodness yes mode of goodness yes that's the name of the game it seems yes yes <laughs> so it's a whole lifestyle it's not just about eating sure. or, or just about sleeping but everything uh, within all these activities the underlying theme is to do it in the mode of goodness do it right you know sleep early wake up early they say early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise and famous on facebook whatever <laughs> Oh man, on that note, um we have that's all the time we have for today, but I we didn't get into astrology at all, but I want you to come on again when okay. you're in the area again. Yeah, yeah. We can talk a little bit more about astrology. Yes. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was super informative and super interesting and I have so many more questions, but uh if you want to get in touch with Gornatraj Das Prabhu here, uh you can is this email is good. Yeah. G A U R N A T R A J at gmail.com mm-hmm. or the same at uh, com. It's your website. Uh, you can find the books here. So this is Krishna Yoga. Where can they get the books? So the books are on our website. Okay. So uh, this this book is available on foodforthesoul.net. You Food can for order on, online. And we are happy to report that we sold out our first printing. Amazing. So if you order now, you are you get you get the second printing. Okay. And uh, this book just came and we already sold four boxes. Amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. So well, thank is, you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you and uh, we hope you can come again and uh, uh talk to us about astrology and you you know the questions are on astrology because i have a lot of friends who want to get married and and they they get they get with somebody and and the astrology is not good and that's what i specialize in marriage counseling really marriage astrology and marriage counseling Amazing. is my specialty i have had many couples who wanted to divorce i kind of try to see the astrological problem and give a solution by worshiping shrimad bhagavatam bhagavatam wow. can purify us to such an extent that when we get rid of rajas tamas and and bhagavatam is something that can save our life amazing so devotees need to get but it needs a little bit of counseling of course and that's what i do actually thank you so much yes okay hari bol thank you everybody that's uh, episode 20 thank you let me just shut up